0: Austin Price, it's Austin, VolQuest Report here on 104.5 The Zone. Austin, how are you, man? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing well. So what does a 42-17 to 17 win over Vanderbilt for Tennessee really do for this team and, and this program now that we're in the aftermath of, of what was an easy win for the Vols?
1: Well, I think it avoids disaster as far as, you know, and you're talking about coaching for your job and, and, and job security, like, you know, losing that game probably ends the tenure. Um, this, you know, it, it you did what you were supposed to do. You, you went over there, you took care of business. Um, had Paul listened to me and taken the over last Friday, he would be a big winner today. Instead he chose not to do either. So he's just sitting there with a little bit of money in his pocket. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it doesn't do a ton. Um, you know, but I do think that it, it continued to allow some young kids to kind of flash and show, you know, what they're capable of. And I, I think if you watch the game Saturday, you, you realize that some of those young players, you know, are going to give Tennessee a boost, whether it be, you know, this week against Texas A&M in a, bowl, in a potential bowl game uh, or next season.
0: What did you see from the two quarterbacks, Bailey and Shroud, in this game?
1: Well, I thought, you know, Harrison managed the offense really well, um, you know, hit some passes down the field. Um, got the ball light on time, had pretty good ball placement, um, you know, was solid. Um, JT Shrout flashed way more, shows off the arm talent, but then throws that that terrible interception there, um, you know, in the middle part of the second half and, and then was never to be seen from again. So, you know, again, JT Shrout shows that he's capable and shows maybe he's got the best arm talent on the team, but then also shows those kind of critical mistakes that he made at Kentucky and or Vanderbilt where he held the ball, held the ball, and then tried to just toss it in there anyway. And both times it got intercepted. Do you think we see both in a similar fashion
0: now, or you think it's more or all Bailey?
1: I, I would lean more Bailey, but I, you know, I don't know. I think that they'll probably go into it this week with the plan to play both again, much like they did against Vanderbilt, but, you know, I think if, if Bailey, uh, Bailey, who I think will start, Paul, I think if he gets off to a quick start and, and is playing pretty well, I don't know if they'll upset, you know, the flow of the game to try to force JT in like they did this past week. I think that, you know, if, if Harrison's playing well and let's say he's an A to bait again or whatever, I think they would continue to roll with 15 at quarterback.
0: I've got to ask about the one turnover for Harrison Bailey. How in the world was that called a fumble? I'm still in disbelief that even upon review, they called that a fumble, which I thought was obviously ball in hand moving forward as it's hit and throws it forward in that moment. Was that anything discussed post game, or because it was a 42-17 win, no one cared?
1: I know I no one talked about it post game. I, I talked to a couple of coaches. Uh, over the last day or so and 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 they have both you know brought up the fact that that, that they were shocked that it wasn't overturned but again it was one that that you know it stands it was not confirmed um you know maybe didn't have a good enough angle it sure seemed like you know something where his hand was going forward and it should have been an incomplete pass but uh, um you know tennessee was able to you know get the ball back in pretty short order and at that point jt shroud came in and you know started leading the way What what did
0: you make offensively of the plan in this game, Austin? I, I discussed it earlier. It really looked like Jim Cheney could have done anything. He could have given the ball to Eric Gray 25 times, and he would have had a huge day, and they would have won. He decided to mix it up a lot more, throw the ball at different ranges, and do some things different offensively. Did you like what they were at least trying to work on in that game?
1: Well, I hated the short stuff they were trying early. I mean, you go back to that first drive, and they kept trying to do the swing passes and that. I just felt like that was setting up, you know, right into the teeth of Vanderbilt's defense. And and they, you know, I think they went to that like three or four total times in the game. And every time Vanderbilt just blew it up, it was, I did not like that, but I did like, um, you know, how they, you know, they, they took the ball more vertically, um, you know, through some skinny posts, uh, you know, I thought tried to move the ball down the field and, and, you know, continue to get the ball to their playmakers. So whether it be Bayless Jones, who's come on and had 125 yards receiving, uh, you know, whether it's Jalen Hyatt, who continues to show why the coaches raved about him all summer long, you know, or even a guy like Jimmy Calloway who got, you know, you know, his first catch of the season, you know, Saturday, I, I thought that Tennessee, you know, continues to try to work in some of those young playmakers, um you know and try to get them ready you know maybe for this week if not you know just the what should be a big off season for them
0: so the quarterback room next year because that's what everyone wants to to know about it's all about next year now for this tennessee football team what do you expect that quarterback room to look like is, is jt Shrout seeing enough from this coaching staff to believe that he actually has a chance to return and be the starter a year from now <laughs>
1: That's yeah, something we talked I talked about in you know our live game chat is you know, if you're if you're J T Shrout, you're getting everything on tape and at least exploring your options. I mean, like, you know, you, you know, if you really want to play now, he's got a girlfriend on the softball team here, so you know, you, you wonder like, you know, what's the desire to go and play elsewhere. Is he content, you know, maybe getting a little bit of playing time, maybe not, um here in Knoxville. But I, I think it's potentially Shroud. Um and Harrison Bailey, Caden Salter, and then probably a, a transfer quarterback. I, I don't see Maurer here, and I don't see Jarrett here. So, um, you know, to me, that's that's kind of how I'd line it up. But, I mean, potentially it could be, you know, Bailey, Caden Salter, and the transfer, depending on what J.T. Shrout wants to do. He's the one that's the X factor to me. I think Maurer's done, and uh, I think Jarrett Garantano will move on as well.
0: How different do you expect the coaching staff to be a year from now, Austin, and how much of it is coaches that want to move on and that leave? And how much of it is Jeremy Pruitt looking at the program and deciding, well, this is where we need to make some changes.
1: Well, I think that, you know, Coach Pruitt's, you know, slowly evaluating his staff, trying to figure out, you know, where, you know, you know, where can we be better, um, you know, do I make any changes? You know, do, you know, everybody obviously, you know, talks about Chris Winkie. Does he make a change there? You know, is any or any of the three guys that are, you know, up for renewal that have expiring contracts? Are they, you know, not renewed? You know, I think that that's something that Coach Pruitt's evaluating at this point in time. Obviously, he's got to replace Jimmy Brumbaugh. But other than that, at this point, I think he's going to kind of take a slower approach. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see him move on from Winky um, in relatively short order, but the, the you know the rest of those guys, I think he'll he'll be more methodical in his approach.
0: So a couple of uh, negatives, even in a forty-two to seventeen loss, we are the negative show as people are pointing out. So we have to point this out. How does so Valus Jones? Negative. How does Valus Jones not get more of a look until these last two weeks when you see the production from him at wide receiver?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, is it as simple as you know a change of quarterback and the quarterback and and he jive better? Is it you know the fact that maybe he's just now getting to the point where he feels comfortable in the offense? Um, yeah, or is it something you know more specific as far as the coaches are are factoring him in more now? Um, you know, maybe it's a little bit of everything. You know, either way, you know if it, the the guy that that have showed up the last two weeks you know, Tennessee really needs him to buy into wanting to come back. And I think he would probably uh, benefit from coming back another year. Um, I'm not sure he has enough on tape to, you know, I mean, you know, could he, you know, latch on somewhere? Sure he could, but it, you know, could he, you know, he come back and play a year and then end up being a solid draft pick. I think that's more likely.
0: What are the chances Cade Mays comes back for one more year to play with his younger brother?
1: I think that's solely dependent on what Cade wants to do. Does he want to come back and play with Cooper by his side? You know, they played some this year together, but it wasn't on a down by down basis. That would be the case next year. Cooper, um, I thought, held his own Saturday and, and held really held his own against Florida. You know, and was he perfect? No, but I mean, this is a guy that was on a scooter from last December through May. You know, I wouldn't call it. um so I think for Cade, you know, it's all about you know what his preference is. You know, he's going to get drafted. Um, you know, where does he, you know, where does he see him getting drafted? Is he comfortable with that? And uh, you know, what's his desire to want to come back and play more of a full time season alongside Cooper? I think that's something that pulls on his heartstrings a little bit is to get to hang out and, and stay with Cooper. So Auburn
0: fires Gus Malzon, and immediately there's even national writers saying well, this is Auburn trying to get ahead of Tennessee in the coaching pool for Hugh Freeze or whoever Tennessee's going to hire. I think a, I think a lot of that talk is absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Um, does that move affect Philip Fulmer and Tennessee in the least bit, Austin, when you see what Auburn did with Gus Malzahn?
1: I don't think so. I don't think that it, it rushes their timeline. I don't think that it affects anything in particular now. With that said, I do think that, you know, Tennessee is going to still, you know, see how what happens this next week. I mean, let's face it: if Tennessee goes out there and they get run out of the stadium and bludgeoned by Texas A&M, like you know, where does that you know put things? You know, I I think that ultimately continue to see them continue to see growth, and if, if they see that this coming weekend, then I think. Jeremy Pruitt will likely be back in 2021. But you
0: believe that this evaluation with Philip Fulmer continues? It do, it didn't end with oh, they beat Vandy, so he saved his job. It, it, this is something that's that's going through the Texas A&M game this Saturday. I think we lost Austin. Hey, if we can, Ryan, mm-hmm. let's let's dis uh, let's disconnect from Austin and call him and finish out this segment with him that way because there's still a few things I want to ask him, and we had a bad connection. There it was. Uh, I don't- these are the perils of uh, broadcasting with Zoom uh, right now. So, Austin, if you would, let's disconnect, and then we, you can uh, you can call us in. Um, I think it's interesting, Austin, talking about the continued evaluation of Jeremy Pruitt with Philip Fulmer. Um, because I think most Paul would assume that he saved his job, right? That he saved his job on, on Saturday. We've got Austin Price back with us. Austin, so... Talking about Tennessee's decision making now through this Texas A and M game with, with with Jeremy Pruitt.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I think that, that you know, you let the season play out for a reason. You don't knee jerk it with two games to go, three games to go. Um if you're if you're truly giving, you know, the coach you currently have um, every opportunity to show you, um, everything. So, um in my opinion, yeah, Tennessee's gonna evaluate, you know, this this weekend against the Texas A and M and You know, again, as long as you show growth and, and, you know, you don't get to run out of the stadium. And I know Tennessee fans were like, well, that's not, you know, if if that's where we are, that's terrible, that we're just wanting to show growth. And You know, but, I mean, I'm just telling you, I think that, you know, for Tennessee right now, there's a portion of the the, the people making the decision that don't want to rush any type of decision. They want to let everything play out and then kind of see where the chips are.
0: So two days from now, I got my dates right. Yeah, it's the, it's the fourteenth. December sixteenth is the start of the early signing period for this this incoming class, Austin. What do you expect this early signing period to look like on Wednesday for Tennessee? Any other big surprises, or is everyone that's in the boat going to stay in the boat on Wednesday?
1: Yeah, as of now, I expect everybody in the boat to stay in the boat. Now, you know, Tennessee continues to evaluate its class. How many do they sign? I think that's something that you know Bears watching just because. Again, with the potential one-time transfer, I think Tennessee may want to leave some spots open for, you know, uh, potential immediate help with a transfer here or there, there at certain positions. Um, so, you know, I'm interested to see how many of these kids actually sign come Wednesday um, or the early signing period. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, the one that I'm kind of interested to watch is Terrence Lewis. You know, what happens with him? You know, Auburn was kind of the, the, becoming the trendy pick for him. But now that Gus Malzahn's out, I'm not sure that you know they're the trendy pick anymore. And I think Tennessee may have a chance to uh, go back in that direction if Tennessee chooses to.
0: Wow. A five-star possibly back in the fold for Tennessee and Terrence Lewis. We'll monitor that story. We'll continue to monitor this entire Tennessee football program for the next week. They finish out the season Saturday at home, 11 a.m. on ESPN and 104.5 The Zone against Texas A&M. Texas A&M, by the way, They've got an awful lot to play for as they're trying to play their way into the playoff, especially with Florida's loss uh, this past week. Austin Price with the VolQuest report. Austin, you're always terrific. What else can I say?
1: <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Thank you.